How was grocery shopping? Good. I got some garden rotini half off, so that was sick. What is garden rotini? Spirally boys in different colors. Why? Schmacks. Alright, welcome back to Starcaster Remarks. This is Ryan. Chris is here again. Howdy. You know, one day people are going to be surprised when it's like someone else other than me or other than you. Zach's in here sometimes. Yeah, but like we're always here. So the one day that we're not here, someone's going to be like freaking out because we're not here. Yeah, we're their wall. We have to be there for, for, for our fans. All ten of them. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys uh l- let's dig down into this game tonight uh stars lose unfortunately final score three to nothing um there's a couple of things out of this game that that we could talk about um but first off what's your just overall impression uh from this game stars were good in the first period stars sucked in periods two and three the end <laughs> that's my impression it and you know it feels and, and you can agree or disagree with me on this it's a little easier to lose a game when you're up in the series yeah that's so definitely it, true so, and it's also easier to lose one of the first four games <laughs> so we've been in last three games of the series mode <laughs> for about a little, a little more than half a week. So we were super high stress and high energy. So losing a game after being up one nothing isn't enough to sway our emotions as much as a game seven overtime could. <laughs> right, and so I've got about two or three big talking points that we need to talk about tonight. Um, one is one I always talk about. So let's just go ahead and just say that first. Um, they gotta stay out of the box. And it's been consistent from the Calgary series to the Colorado series and then this series. That's Now, I know that the, the second goal, which was the power play goal, was kind of fluky. And Hudobin probably should have saved it. But, you know, he's he's allowed to have a fluky goal every once in a while. Yeah, you can't talk Especially, about the goaltender being bad when you don't score a goal. So <laughs> Exactly. So... The, the thing is, is there are, and they talked about it in the post-game interviews. Yeah, I forgot who was asked the question of this. It might have been Pavelski. They were talking about the two different kinds of penalties. There's the one that's the shoot yourself in the foot kind of penalty. And then there's the, you know, like you have to take it or otherwise they're going to score a goal kind of pen- penalty. And he was saying that there was a mixture of both in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I think there are some penalties that that weren't really that bad, and some of them, I know you hate talking about this, but they were terrible calls. So at the very beginning of the game, we see Ryan Reeves throw five cross checks straight to the lower lumbar of John Klingberg, and I see that, and I'm thinking, okay, well, looks like the refs are letting him play. Then throughout the game, just these ticky-tacky things, like Radulov's slash. So that's what I want to talk about. Like I'm comparing that to the Reeves thing, Ryan Reeves' five cross-checks is way more aggressive than a Radulov slash. 
But the only reason Radulov gets the penalty is because the guy shakes his hand. How ridiculous is that? Vegas is literally asking for calls, and the refs just gave them all game long. There was not even a, a thought about them being dives. It was it was very frustrating for me just seeing stuff like that. And th those two penalties especially are the ones that contrast the most in my mind. Well, non-penalties in the Reeves case. Well, there was, uh, there was another one, and I agree with you completely. Yeah, there was I, multiple. I really those are just yeah, the two there, that stood out I think, to me. Yeah, there was there was at least two. There might have been a third one, but there, there, was, there was another one. There was another one that was kind of like, this is this this is the Western Conference final. You're really going to call that right now? And, and they were mentioning this on some of the Facebook groups and Twitter in the second year intermission I was looking at. They're just not calling it consistently is what a lot of people are feeling. And yeah, of course, that's maybe at the beginning of the year, that's a penalty. I mean, the, and now I will say the first Radulov penalty was very ticky-tacky. Now that second one, I mean, what are you going to do? You made the guy bleed, and you were being super aggressive. It's, it's, it's yeah, going to happen. The second one at the end of the game was fine. It yeah. was just so, unfortunate. Yeah, so but the... That I gotta feel like they just gotta be a little bit more consistent with it, and yeah, and I actually agree with first, you on yeah. this one for once. That's the frustrating thing, though, because like if they're gonna call it loose, that's fine. If they're gonna call it tight, that's fine. But they didn't do it both ways. They let Ryan Reeves go, and they held every one of our guys back in. That you can't call it both ways just for one guy on the other team, because that one guy can cause a ton of havoc. Obviously, he's a pest. He really is a pest, and. There's a comparison to him to Tom Wilson of uh, the Capitals as to who, which one is the more uh, jerkish, which one is worse. Who would you, who would you Obviously think is worse? Obviously Ryan Reeves. I mean, he's been in our conference more often, so maybe I just seen more of him. But it seems like everybody in, in the NHL knows his name, and he never scores a goal or anything ever. <laughs> so well, the, I think the, that proves something just right off the bat. Well, okay, so I I agree with you on that. He is 100% a pest. He is a jerk. But that's how he makes his money. That's what he's expect, expected yeah, to I'm do. Yeah, I'm not saying he if doesn't do not, it well. It, <laughs> yeah, if he's if he doesn't do that, he's not in the Vegas lineup. That's yeah. that, that plain and simple. He is not in the Vegas lineup if he's doing that. And if they needed somebody just to hit, they could they could just have Carrier. Yeah. Uh, they, they, does, they wouldn't he, need Reeves. He, he does a great job at it. I'm just saying, he he was given more free reign than our guys were, which which was which was the ridiculous thing. Like so many extra forearm shivers thrown by Reeves. Obviously, the cross checks that weren't called that was absolutely ridiculous. So I don't. I guess the stars need to dive more like Vegas, or more realistically, Bones needs to talk to the. <laughs> The uh, so there's like a head ref over this squad that coaches and GMs can talk to between the games because they keep the same officiating crew throughout the series. So I'm hoping that they can talk to that head officiating guy and tell them to look at more dives because any time Vegas shook a hand or fell down awkwardly, it it was called. So so on the flip side of this, so it seems like. Every team that we go against gets more power plays than we do. That's just a Dallas thing. And part of it, I believe, is how we play. We play a defensive style. so And we take advantage of 
the chances that we have, right? What, would you say that at least? Yep, I okay. agree with that. So, all right, so then on, on the second point, kind of going further in this thought, the only way we're going to get more penalties is if we have sustained offensive pressure. And there was none of that today. Uh, that maybe is what... maybe in the first. Maybe in the first period. There there definitely was in the first period, and I thought it was meh, period, considering what we could have done. But we just had no offensive pressure today at all. There was none. Zip, zilch, zero. That's none. one thing that I definitely saw from this game. There was not much set offensive zone time from the stars so they got more rush chances than they normally do especially in that first period which was very north south but throughout the game there was not really setting up in the zone okay let's give it to our klingberg and our and guys let them take a shot from the point that didn't that didn't really happen get this the rebound game. so yeah they didn't that didn't happen this game it was a bunch of flying up and down the zone and then in the third period we just couldn't get in vegas locked it down and did a good job of it so we, we need to we I don't know why we weren't able to set up in this game. Our offense didn't look comfortable the entire time, but we need to find a way to set up in the zone and do what we were doing before and let our demon carry the team for us. Yeah, that that's just one of the big takeaways for me, and you kind of just hit it for today. And we're, we're making a lot of good segues here today with how everything's working. Sorry, Binks just somehow got in here. The door was the closed. Cat. The cat just made it in here. Nice. <laughs> that is so weird. All right, moving on. Moving we ruined on. the perfectly good segue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry. Okay, so anyways, so the the other thought in my head that I have as a takeaway from this game is there is two things that we have to do to score goals in this game that we should have taken advantage of and we didn't. The first one is we had absolutely no chances on our odd man rushes we had about i counted at least eight eight maybe nine maybe ten there there was we quite a, a few shot. Of them. and and yeah well that's the other thing that's the other stat and i think we had like one shot one good shot off of these odd man rushes and we didn't take advantage of those and that's just an again that's a dallas stars thing that goes back to the beginning of this year we just haven't taken advantage of those and boy, ever did the Vegas Golden Knights take advantage of those. And I feel like if we're going to beat the Vegas Golden Knights, that's one thing that we have to take advantage of because they play so sound defensively that when they do give up those chances, we have to take advantage, and we didn't do that. Yeah, we're not really known as a team that scores on the rushes, so I can kind of get that. But if you're not going to set up in the offensive zone, you've got to find some production somewhere else. And... Uh, the odd man rushes, they, they look terrible. They're, they were not good at all, so I agree with you on that one. Right, and that's the other thing that they tried to do. They tried to make these, and, and even in the first period, they were doing well in the forecheck and everything, and they were doing okay, but when they would get it deep and then they would win the puck battle, they kept trying to pass it to the slot, it felt like. There were several times they passed it to the slot, and that's not how we've gotten our offense in the past couple of series. It's it's you take it back to the defenseman. You win the puck. Well, first you dump it in. It's north south, like you said. You win the puck battle. You give it back to the defenseman. The defenseman tries to get it through, and you know take a sh and then sh search for rebounds. It's it's yeah. dirty hockey. That's how we get our goals. The the offense has been coming from our demon from the entire since since the playoffs restarted, and yeah, it really seemed like we weren't trying to get them into the offense. I don't know if. 
coaching staff maybe saw they weren't covering the slot as well and we just didn't we didn't uh we didn't execute on that that game plan but we that there is definitely something changed they weren't giving it to the d-man the way the way they have been like you were saying I don't, I don't know what could have happened but it definitely did look weirder than our normal offense it was just kind of a, a meh kind of game, if that makes sense. It, 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 we weren't playing our best, but we weren't also playing our worst. Well, the second, second, the second period, the second we period were pretty was bad. bad. That was yeah, one of okay. the worst periods, so but that's where they scored all their goals. Exactly, that's where they... And honestly, if you're looking at the goals, the only one I really blame Hudobin on is that second one. Yeah, that was it, bad. but the other ones, I agreed. There's nothing yeah, he could have done. Like that third one, he had no chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, you could have put Dominic Kashuk in, in that yeah. net, and he wouldn't have saved it. You could put There's the walrus from the freaking Geico commercial in there, and he wouldn't have <laughs> saved it. Yeah, that, it's just... The, I, 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 I watched that, and I'm like, before they even shot the puck at the net, I'm like, oh, that's a goal. There, there's no doubt in my mind. And it was so pretty. And the thing was, is that wasn't, wasn't even one of their top lines. I think that was their third or fourth line. Yeah, well, that shows shows the depth of the knights, what they're known for. It, it's just crazy. So, all right. So we talked about penalties. We talked about. We also talked about uh, that. What we just talked about. I don't know why. I can't think of it. Whoosh! Right over my head. Okay. Um, and then the last thing that we need to talk about that we dominated. In the last game is when I'm looking at our stats now. Sixty-one point two percent to thirty-eight point eight percent in the face-off dot, and a lot of that is in. We lost most of these face-offs in guess which period, the second period, yeah. and I mean that's even worse than yeah the game yesterday the, the game yesterday the game Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I really want to talk about this too. So the entire Vegas Canucks series. The Canucks beat the Knights by almost 10% every single game. Every single game. They did not lose face-off percentage to the Knights one time. And the Canucks are known as a good face-off team. So the Canucks are good at face-offs. But that shows how bad Vegas is, too, to be 10% away. And Dallas is known as a good face-off team, too. They're called cheaters by the <laughs> by the Bruins earlier in the season. So, Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, there's... There's no reason the Stars should be losing in the face-off battle, especially that badly this game. It, that's actually ridiculous, and it shows really a lack of effort from the centermen in this game, at least on the face-off dot. So I expect that to be completely flipped around next game, because that, that's just a lack of focus, especially in the second period, like you were saying. Well, So the only positive player in the face-off dot tonight was Jamie Benn. He was at 60%. Yeah, Jamie Benn did look good today, actually. And then when Overall. you look at, yes, he did. And then when you look at the Golden Knights, every player is fifty percent or above. Every player that took a faceoff draw. So Roy was at fifty percent. Uh, Chandler Stevenson was at eighty percent. Uh, Statsny was at sixty-four point three percent. Even Paxaretti won a faceoff. Uh, Carlson was at sixty-six point seven percent. Marchessault, yep. the one, the one he took one hundred percent. And then Thomas Nosek, 63.6%. So it's just, 
it that that's a huge thing honestly and like we and like you mentioned that's the first buck battle yeah. in at, at the start of anything and they showed up a number at the end of the second period and then i think it might have been at the beginning of the third period was which was the possession time and that goes hand in hand with uh face off percentage so that has got to be better yeah, especially from I'm looking at at Sagan, Foxa, and uh, Pavelski. So Foxa probably this is probably one of the worst faceoff games he's had. Thirty percent for Roddick Foxa, who's normally one of, one our, of best. our best. Thirty percent is terrible. That's absolutely atrocious. So that there's got to be some more will and want to in this game. So from Pavelski too. I mean, the guys that have the lower faceoff numbers had bad games too. So Foxa did not play well. You did not see him this game. He was not hustling around. Pavelski, I didn't even notice him the whole game, On, if I'm being honest. He had 36%. Sagan, I saw skating around a little bit more, and he's at 50% still. But he's got, he's one of the best face-off guys in the league. He's got to he's gotta be in the green at least. So that's that's not good. And it, it honestly just shows a lack of effort, in my opinion. All right, so we've kind of talked about some things that need to be better in Game 3. And so we mentioned there's we can't take stupid penalties. It's okay if we take the penalties that save a goal or something like that, and every once in a while you're going to expect that. Um, and I guess you, you just can't do the ticky-tacky stuff because they're going to call it, it seems like. Um, and then we got to be better in the face-off dot. And offense, obviously. So we got to get set up in the zone, get back to what we were doing before. And honestly, those, those top three guys, we, when they were put back together, they looked awful. They they pretty much gave up that three-on-one chance on their own because Sagan made a bonehead defensive play for no reason. Our demon get low in the O-zone all the time, and that's what they're supposed to do. So that's just a completely blown coverage by Sagan. And the, they didn't manufacture any offense. It was... It was not good. The only line that looked good again was the Russian finish line. So we we've got to we've got to find a way to manufacture offense. Somebody's got to step up. It can't be Kiviranta. He's not gonna score a hat trick every game. He's probably not. Honestly, I don't think he's gonna score a goal this series. Like he's playing great still, but he, he, he's a rookie and he's tiny. Come on, guys. <laughs> we need some goal support from where the money's at is what I'm saying. And that's what I've been saying all playoffs, but especially now when we have one goal in two games, it it's got, it's got to happen. And, and we're crazy lucky to be in a one, one series tie, right? One goal in two games and the series is tied. That's super lucky for us. We're super lucky to have a great goalie in Dobie. So if you had to pick one player that you want to see, and, and you mentioned a couple, but, but narrow it down to one player that needs to play better in order for this team to win game three. Who is that going to be? Jamie Ben. He's got to step up. He has a beast mode. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows it. And when we see it, everyone calls it out on Twitter and on Facebook. And they say, beast mode, Ben's back. He hasn't been here. He was here for one game against the against the Flames. Beast mode, Ben has got to come back. One. He's got to skate and puck handle and use the skills that he had in his Art Ross season. There's no way they just completely disappeared. He's got to find out how to bring back Beast Mode Ben, at least throw a big hit or something. He's got to do something to step up on the ice, not just off the ice. I'm sure he's off the ice as a great leader. Everyone talks about how 
He says great stuff all the time. He's got to be the on-the-ice leader that he was a few years ago. You know, for me, it's Pavelski. Because we saw what he did, in, especially in the Calgary series, obviously. If we don't have that goal in Game 4, you know, with like 12 seconds left or whatever it was, we're not here, right? And he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth in this series. And he's just not here. And especially with him being the playoff performer that he is, we need him to step up. He's my guy that needs to step up. And and I would have said Jamie Ben, but you said it, but Pavelski. It's got for me it's gotta be Pavelski. All right. Let's see so, it, Ben and Pavelski. Yeah, let's see it. Make your money what? worth it. Probably y'all's what? last chance in my opinion. Yep, honestly, this this is it. This is the Stars' chance. It's not going to be next year, I don't think. Um, last thing that I want to mention, and and then we'll we'll cut it, we'll cut it tonight. The physicality of this game. We all knew that that the Golden Knights were going to show up and they were going to be more physical. One because Ryan Reeves is in. That's just what he does. But just in general, from each line of the Vegas Golden Knights, they were just more physical. Right, and the the hits were very similar today. It was very close from both teams, but it, it just felt like that the Go- Golden Knights had just that slight bit extra edge of physicality that the Stars couldn't answer today. And, and that was true in puck battles. That's why their possession time was even more slanted than just faceoffs too. So they they won puck battles. They had big hits. They had momentum changing hits. So. Completely right. Vegas outmuscled us, outshot us, outscored us. They pretty much beat us in everything. And and yet at the same time, I didn't feel like we were totally out of it. Like I I I, they, I felt they, out I still of it had after that. the first period. I, I mean, not not completely out of it because I know the stars can turn it on at any time. But they looked bad after the first period. I had a little bit of hope in the first period because I'm like, okay, maybe we played kind of a crappy period, and you know. Just maybe something will turn because because it, it's happened. We've seen it in the series. Some, something seems to turn when we play a bad period. And I thought the bad period was in the first period, and no, it wasn't. It was in the yeah. second period. Yeah, my reaction to the game is obviously post second and third period after I saw them not come back from it. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and you know, last thing because I'm just now thinking about it. We're not gonna really talk about it much. But shout out to Jake Ottinger. Um, oh, yeah. That's not an easy situation to go in. Yeah, honestly, and you, and you know for what? an NHL start, that's got to suck. <laughs> but at the same time, it made a lot of sense, didn't it? Yeah, it's fine. I, I think it made a lot of sense. to give Doby some rest, but uh, right, it's, some, it it's gives... some scary risk if you put a rookie in there and like they they put a five on him and he doesn't make a save. What then? Then you're putting Dobby back in, maybe ruin his whole career if he can't get past this mental block. But well, he, he, he did well. He played well. He's still one of the highest goalie prospects, I think, in the AHL still. Is that correct? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's I think so. He's definitely slated to be the starter in the AHL next year. Um, yeah. So he looked now, good. That is one move that Bonus made that I, I like. Uh, and I, I thought about it for a second, and I do like it. Because, you know, honestly, it's 3 nothing, right? It's going into the third period. Uh, Doby is the only reason why it's 3 nothing. 
he he's going to need a break before game three, and he obviously knows that he's going to start game three. The Stars are not playing all that great in front of him in the second period. And, you know, maybe they, maybe, and Bonus is, like, taking a chance. He's like, you know what? Maybe if I put this kid in, maybe they'll play better in front of him. And they did. They played yeah. better in the third period. But, there again, there just wasn't enough sustained offensive pressure. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening in. This has been Starcastic Remarks with Ryan and Chris Chambers, the only Dallas Stars fan-led podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at StarcasticR. You can also find us on our Facebook page at Starcastic Remarks. We also have our YouTube channel where we post videos of our podcast each time we record. And you any can last comment words, on YouTube and tell us why we're wrong. Yes. That ought to be, be fun. a good idea. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good night. <laughs>